Here he goes again. Maddox in behind. He's onside. Maddox in the box, waiting. Comes in on Janssen. Maddox still. Maddox scores. Coach Dammit. Coach Dammit. We've gone one nil up. It's Demay. Demay? What, Coach Dammit? My name is Demay, not Damit. And yes, as the press announced this week, my transformation of FC Cincinnati is going amazingly. Martino looking to play through the middle here. Johnson to Akindeli. Tesha! Save Richie. Nani taps in the rebound. 2 1 Orlando City. Coach Dammit, Coach Dammit. It's Demay, Dammit. Demay? Could you use that in a sentence? Damn it, DeMay, we don't have time for this. We're down 2-1. Tweak makes him subs. Something out of it right now, Huan. They have had a hard time dealing with him. Huan into the box. Huan looking in front. There's another one for Nani. Damn it, coach, now we're down 3-1. It's DeMay. Yes, we know. I was just saying, damn it. Ah, that confuses me sometimes. Mueller. Falls in, Akindeli! I heard you. God damn it. Oh, he's not a god, he's just a coach. And a bad one at that. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Colin. And I'm Notch. This week, Wando gets a record with a four-goal haul. Sam Kerr shows us why the Red Stars stopped the NWSL table. And madness in the Open Cup as Hartford Athletic get their first competitive win. You won't believe who it's against. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, and uh, we're recording this right in the wake of the end of the most popular television show of our times. We will tell our grandchildren about the day that uh, the Game of Thrones ended, except Colin, who doesn't watch it. Yeah, fuck that noise. Hey, 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 you know, got three fans over here. We can take you, okay? Yeah, pull up, man. See what happens. <laughs> um, but but in, but in deference to Colin, we won't talk about the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, instead, I want to know, guys, what is your favorite and least favorite TV show ending of all time? Uh, least favorite. I'll go first. Least favorite. How much your mother? Yeah, just really terrible. I thought. And most favorite. I mean. Probably Parks and Recreation. It's my favorite show of all time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then it was decent enough that I enjoyed it. Yeah. Wrapped up well. Yeah. I'm going to say my most favorite was actually How I Met Your Mother. Just because the entire time What's I this? hated I, the characters so much that I just wanted them I, to be so disappointed. I don't even know who you are. The entire time. This is absolutely. How many eggs do I have in this house? Can this you, is just. I. I, I was just feeling so misanthropic at the end. I was like, good. Why did they you never actually it? meet the mother? My wife just was um, religiously watching it. And I was like, I guess I need to spend time with you sometimes. Wow. Okay. But yeah. did you have a least favorite? 
Um, was it also How Much Your Mother? Yeah, probably also How Much Your Mother. Okay. I got to be honest. I don't remember that many finales of shows. Like, usually I just get bored with them and stop watching. It's really hard to end a TV show. Like, I mean, it's genuinely hard. And I think the ones that I liked out of that, the best one is The West Wing, which I thought ended really well. Yeah, but West my, Wing was a fantastic one. The least favorite, though, has to be Battlestar Galactica. Because... First of all, the first three seasons are all about these mysteries and like, what's the solution? What's the, what's the puzzle pieces that we're missing? Like, how do we solve all of this? Like, because it can't be supernatural. It has to be some sort of like actual solution. And then the last episode, of the, actually, it's all supernatural. It was supernatural the whole time. There are no solutions. It was angels, like literally angels that did all this shit. And you just like, what, what, why did I watch this for five years for you to just wave a magic wand and make all of the problems of these characters go away? It was really lame, like really lame. There's, there's one like piece at the end where it's like, they say that one of the characters is an angel sent from God. And you're like, hmm, she can't be an angel sent from God because there has to be some like solution. There has to be some reason for all this. And it's like, no, actually she is an Literally, an angel sent from God who disappears in the final episode. Huh. Very bad. Very bad. Very bad. Uh, not a fan at all. But, um... Nerd. Hey, fuck you, asshole. Well, Actually, hey, Notch, put your shirt on. <laughs> Jesus, I got that off quick. Wow. He is he's flexing hard with two Tatanas in one hand. It's crazy. I didn't even realize he had two. I, I knew about the one, but... The second uh, yeah, one. Yeah, one's like longer than Jeez. the other one. One's like Whoa. three feet. One's like seven feet. I can't even fit, this, <laughs> fit it in this living room. It's crazy. So uh, we should we should talk about the, the season that has not ended yet for us, which is Major League Soccer season. And we start by talking about our favorite team, Minnesota United, in a segment that we call Don't Look Back in Anger. Speaking of Oasis, you guys got to see Minnesota United beat Columbus 1-0. I was not there. I was in Nashville. I did tune in to the live broadcast of Wonderwall. And it was it was pretty awesome, actually, not being there, but being able to watch the, the live feed that you guys... I believe it was Colin's dad. Yeah, it Colin's was dad. my dad, yeah. Just Colin's like, I'm not turning around again. This I'm not happening. doing it. <laughs> I'm not kissing <laughs> Wonderwall while turning around doing a pirouette in the crowd. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll have to throw away that tutu. I got you for that. But anyway... <laughs> um, it was it was pretty emotional. I was I was standing outside of First Tennessee Park where Nashville SC play, and I was showing one of my friends who's a fan of that team, like, oh shit, we won! Look at this special thing we do in our stadium. It was really cool, actually. So thank thanks for doing that, taking the time to do it. Um, You're welcome. And and just like you, during our first win, he had it typed out like ten minutes early to make me just real nervous about it. I'm I like, know. Oh, this I isn't know. gonna end well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I'll just delete this if it doesn't work. But you showed me. You shouldn't show me that. <laughs> So uh, the first thing that we need to talk about is as uh, Calvin talk because that's how I heard it on the highlights when I watched that goal. Uh, I mean, is that a good Cal impression? I thought he was here. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is he not here? No, no. You see, I talk in the American oh, wow. Indian accent. He talks with that English. It's crazy. Yeah. It sounded so much like him. I thought it was him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't need any paternity leave. Uh, Apparently not. not. Um, I mean, I'm sure he went home and fell asleep immediately if you could. I even. I'm sure that he was not able to. Yeah. But uh, congratulations to him and his wife on the birth of their second child. I believe a boy named Isaiah. 
Also, Indeed. Bobby Shuttleworth and his wife had a child as well. I don't know anything else about it, but and former Sim- loon Justin Davis announced recently that he is uh, his he and his wife are expecting a child as well. I mean, so. if he was expecting, that'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be like headline be like, news, dude. What are you doing playing in this game in front of me? That kind of physical activity probably not yeah. good for you. Also, yeah. you'd be see like this hasn't been seen since that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Junior. Although, um. Actually, I think, you know, I take back my last sentence because one of the things I've seen recently is that you have more and more expecting mothers doing things like CrossFit and, and exercising. And it's actually supposed to, have, I've heard, be good for you. So, and was it Serena Williams that won uh, an open championship while pregnant? Yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. anyway, way out of our expertise, but I wanted to acknowledge that <laughs> yeah. I was Four guys in the room talking about pregnant women. This isn't an end well for any of yeah. us. Let's try no, to all yeah. this out. Let's Cut all um, this out. Cool. Cut here, out. let's do the quick joke about Justin Davis having a baby. Where is it going to come out? I left hand side. <laughs> yeah. Nick died before we did. <laughs> <laughs> so there were some changes to the lineup as I announced from my hotel room in Nashville. Because um, you guys are too busy drinking at Black Heart to like do live um, video, apparently. God, so I had to like I mean, it was me. Fun. I was had a great time. I was uh, I was also having a great time. So many bachelorette parties in Nashville, you know, all going. Bree! That, that seriously, if, no, if, I've heard this a popular place to go for bachelor parties. Yeah, that, that is the like honestly, don't go to Nashville. Just stand outside. I'll just drive by in an open top bus, blaring country music, shouting Woo! and like spilling beer and throwing up, and you will be in Nashville. Okay, like that's that's what it is. How do you do all those things at once? Out the top, driving and drinking beer and spilling it. Uh, I majored in theater. <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, not contains the- multitudes, guys. Come on. <laughs> Boxel was in for a resting opera, as Jeff Ruder said. Yeah, uh, kind of knee knocking in, in uh, yeah. practice, which could, yeah. which so, could be bad, could be nothing. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Molino back into the lineup, and Miguel Ibarra playing as a left back, which I'm pretty sure he, he played as a wing back at the times last year. Um, I think he played left back at least for a couple of games. Um, when he's at Club Leon, he, he moved were, around all the yeah, time at Club Leon. Yeah, but. they were trying to kind of find something to do with him at Club Leon. But that he, was one of the some things they found. Yeah, but and he was he was serviceable at left back. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was any worse than Eric Miller is, and Eric Miller's not bad by any means. But if you he's not a natural defender, um, he's a, a little more potent going forward. Um, Miller tries to. Tends to to stay back more. Maybe this was just a chance to get Miller out of the lineup and rest him for a little bit because he's going to have to play more often. Fun play more. When we do play more attacking teams like Houston that Saturday. Well, and Columbus' attack is led by Jesse Zarda, so obviously don't need to focus in defense for that. Yeah, okay, he's actually still, Dave, he's still in the laundry at uh, Allianz. He turned him yeah. out of Thomas' pocket. Oh, he's still there. Darwin Quintero getting two offside goals. Um. And right in front of me, no less. The goal of the man. Yeah. I know. How like, dare he? Dude, if yeah. you're going to score these goals that are offside, at least like have the temerity to do it in front of the Wonderwall. And like, then, of course... I don't want to see it right there. Then, of course, later in the second half, it was a short corner to Matania! Are you sure Cal's in here? Yeah. Are then, you sure? I mean, it, it's kind of a cross between Cal and a ghost. And Coleman <laughs> puts himself in the path of this ball, heads it over... Uh, to Mr. Finlay. That Creighton connection. Yep. Just, yeah. Made Side in puts Minnesota. It in. There was just an article this past week before the game 
I think from Andy Greeter interviewing Ethan Finley about how he told me about from injury he hasn't scored yet and he really wants to get off the quote unquote get off the schneid, which is a very popular euphemism back to where I'm from in Wisconsin. Not euphemism. I'm just gonna turn a phrase. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it it is kind of a turn of phrase in Minnesota too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I never heard like, it up here, but I heard it all the time back home. What is um, what are your conclusions from this game? Like, what what are your thoughts on Minnesota? What are your thoughts on Columbus? Uh, um, I, Columbus are bad. Columbus are extremely bad on the road. I think we found out this season so far. They're serviceable at home. Um, this road trip that they've been on, or the road games they've been playing lately, have not been good. Teleporting to figure something out quick. The Tom move was, I think, it was a move in the right direction, but he was shut down for a half by Medela Barra, so maybe it wasn't yeah, in the right direction. I, I mean, credit to him, it it was first real action for them. I mean, it's hard to understate just how sputtering their attack is, even considering how sputtering our attack is. You know, this was still a game where we had a clear shot advantage and yet only scored once. So is this is this border ball that's at fault? Because obviously Columbus last year wasn't quite this bad. They were fifth in the Eastern Conference and that was... Jesse Zardes was scoring yeah, for he had, fun. what, 16 goals last year? More than that? 17, 17? I think, yeah. So, either way. And he it was more... Been... <laughs> okay, put your shirt on. <laughs> It's not that so, hot in here, guys. So what about uh, Minnesota? Uh, are we having a finishing crisis? It's 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 close. From open play, yeah. I mean, it's weird because our last two goals that we scored have been from set pieces, which is one has been unheard of over the past two seasons. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's really good. We're scoring set pieces. But we haven't scored from open play since Toronto? Yeah. Pretty sure? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Angelo's goal in Toronto, I think. Yeah. Which um, you, you might remember was a long time ago. Yeah, that was. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. Uh, it's yeah, been. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, also, we should we should talk very quickly about some breaking news. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Romario Ibarra loaned to Pachuca. What? Yeah. 13 month loan. Probably an option to buy. Um, it's it's a good move for Mario for sure. Better team, better league. Um, he's still young. He really hasn't. You just, by the way, Don Garbers just announced that he's having an angry phone conference call with all the reporters to respond to your comments oh, about a better league and better. Am I team. not going to come this week? Because no. ah, dude, I, we got to look up. I we're to, shills. Remember, I need, to, I need to trade that in for Tam. We 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 stopped being my damn it for Tam. Show. Yeah, damn yeah. it. Okay, damn okay. It. So yeah, better team, better league, and um, but we had an injury crisis last year where we didn't know who to play up front. And what if that happens again? We've got very lucky so far. I mean, it's um, it's not like we have anyone that's really playing up front right now. I mean, okay. Fair, he wasn't, he hasn't been producing as much, but... I, I'm saying in general, we don't have anyone that's producing oh, offensively, okay. so I but guess, yeah. yeah, with with Romario especially, I feel like a lot of people have really overplayed the potential that he's had compared to the fact that, yeah, he hasn't been getting every single opportunity to play, but he's also only played 670-something minutes 
in a possible 28 games. He's also on a lot of money. Why do it now, though? Why not wait till the transfer window is open? So if, if it's the money thing, why not wait till the transfer window so we can get a, like a backup replacement or somebody? Um, because the transfer window opens again in six weeks. He's going to be gone for a month with Ecuador throughout June. Yeah, so again, why why do it now? Why Because we're not paying his salary week. for a month. Exactly. Uh, we're not paying his salary for a month, which means that we get more of a tam. A month where he wouldn't be playing for us anyway. Yeah. It's, you're I looking, think it's risky. I think it's still risky. And I think with the form that Ethan Finley and Lino have come back in, they're still shaking off rust, obviously, but they're coming back. They're playing well. Ethan scored last on, on Saturday, and Molino started and played well for he's in the, the 70 minutes he played. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, there's also just the fact that if Pachuca wants this deal now, you know, make the deal when they're willing to pay yeah, you. Yeah, and they might not want it in two months. Yeah. Like, Wait, not everybody's like Minnesota United who chased Benedetti, or at least our fans, for like eight years? Actually, Pachuca's Twitter has had a Romario watch for the past 16 months. It's crazy. yeah. Also, I'm fairly certain that their uh, chief American scout is Mark Fangmeyer. <laughs> can we just <laughs> can we just start a uh, 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 messy Twitter rumor on Messy United Twitter? Looking at you there, Mark. Okay, Wait, hey, messy with a Y or the player? <laughs> yeah, we could do either. Yeah. <laughs> we, like those, I think we typically do the Y, but it's it's like those quote unquote Bruce Lee movies that got made after his death. So like, basically, that's who we get. We get the like messy with the Y sign for us. <laughs> um, okay, hey, let's move on to a segment that we call the championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No producer, Nick. It's a segment where we discuss the America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. First up, the NWSL, where Rain FC beat the Sky Blues 2-1. Sky Blues continuing to actually score goals, which is a market improvement on last year. However, still without a win on the season. Yes. Um... Unfortunately, Rainkeeper Michelle Betos was injured during stoppage time of this game, forcing a midfielder, Morgan Andrews, to put on the gloves. Uh, go watch the highlights for this fun experience, apparently. She got one catch. That's better than hey. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, solid performance by the Rain. They finally get a win at Cheney Stadium. Yeah. Washington Spirit beat the Thorns 3-1. Uh, Tobin Heath uh, unable to get those back heels because she wasn't there. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to do that. I mean, if she was a good enough player, though, you know, it, it's not... If not she was a good present, enough player, she would have backheeled it from how like 1,700 miles away. Exactly, how exactly. dare you say Tobin Heath is not a good player? No, she's a great she, player. She could if she wanted to. Yeah, yeah. She she's could not, if she wanted to. She's not good enough to score when she's not in the eleven. Yeah. 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 She needs to do better. Yeah. Also, speaking of doing better, Jordan DiBiase scored an Olympico in this game. Oh, that's, that's pretty great. That's pretty impressive. It was awesome. Damn. Yeah. 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 Hey, North Carolina Courage only managing a tie against the Royals. What? The Royals opening the scoring of this game and uh, looking pretty bad for the Courage until they managed to get the consolation. Yeah. Uh, Liz Eddy um, got onto the. Just running through the midfield from a nice flick from Dabinia. Um, Paul Riley, after this game, said that things are probably going to get ugly for his side. Um, that that really speaks a lot of confidence. It also speaks to a league that, despite having all of its stars playing in the World Cup, 
is still going to be playing during it. I don't think you can afford not to. You know, it's it's one of those I, things. I that, know, but it's ah, it's so, it's kind of sad. But yeah, MLS. I mean, used to do the same thing until what is it? Last World Cup, they used to keep playing, and then the last World Cup, finally, they gave teams the option to. Um, take breaks during the international mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly um hey speaking of a team whose star is going to the world cup uh chicago red stars uh won two to one on the road against houston with sam kerr scoring twice in 12 minutes both goals coming up fairly similar looking plays with sam kerr just making a nice run and knocking the goal pass although i gotta say that first goal was kind of tragic for the houston keeper just like sauntering in fact sauntering past her and just if she had just given a little bit of a dive just tiny like or even the sidestep she could have stopped it in my opinion uh, it wasn't going particularly fast yeah but- i will we'll say this about um sofia huerta's goal in the 25th minute um that came on a dashing counter attack get over it i will not i'm not over it you might be asking yourself, what about Rachel Daly? She's been scoring a lot of goals for the Houston Dash. Why Why isn't she... It like She elbowed someone in the face last week, right? And wasn't it someone else? No, no, that no. was her. Yeah, oh. yeah. And, and that got her an extra game. Yeah. Because, so. yeah, that's what happens when you intentionally injure somebody. Now, the Red Stars are in the top spot. Which is interesting because I think all of us were thinking North Carolina Courage got this in the bag. Uh, not so much. Yeah, North Carolina started a little bit slowly this year, but I think it's the fact that they've had so many players out of their team, either from injury or from call ups. These Red Stars only one point ahead of the Royals, Dash, and the Spirit, who are all at 10 points. Spirit's got a game in hand. All right. Oh, by the way, I should also mention bottom of the table, Orlando Pride. Six games played, one point. Oops. Okay. Womp, womp. Yep. Let's talk about Major League Soccer, where there were some midweek games. Uh, Toronto FC and DC played to a nil-nil draw. Quickly, 10 seconds. What uh, do you want to say Toronto about Toronto had 36 shots. That's all you need to know. They had 36 wait, wait, shots. Wait. Are we talking about they had 36 shots brought to both teams' locker rooms, and that's why this game was nil-nil? Or That was playing um, a lot, actually. But no, yeah. they had 36 shots yeah. at or near the... DC Dole, uh, Bill Hamid had 12 saves. Yeah, three of them good. Okay, all right. Houston and Portland played to a 1-1 draw. What's with all these draws? Come uh, on, damn it. MLS script writers, we need some action. It, it's Deme. Um, <laughs> Mora Minotis opened up the scoring, um, redirected it, bounced it off the woodwork. Um, Brian Fernandez opens up his MLS account on his debut as a sub um, in the second half. The latest team unable to do the job against Atlanta is Vancouver, who went down 1-0 at home. God damn it, Whitecaps, you had one job. Pity Martinez wanted a penalty. Uh, Joseph Martinez converted. Uh, Matsin Trapeau, a triple save in this game to keep it 1-0. Hell of a play by him, and you can kind of see why Zachary Math is not getting any game time with yeah. fit Whitecaps. Um, also, that was the seventh penalty conceded on the season by Vancouver at that point. They had scored seven open play goals on their own. Oh, by the way, I uh, I have it on good authority that the loser of this Vancouver Atlanta derby gets to keep Breck Shea. So on their side, like that's. The- I think oh, everybody man. loses in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, let's uh, talk about Seattle versus Orlando. Seattle putting two goals past Orlando City. 
And, um, yeah, that's that's a, a midweek away trip longer than the distance between London and Baku. Baku, of course, in Azerbaijan, where they're going to play the uh, final of the Europa League. And two London teams going over there. Yeah. It's pretty uh, much... Chelsea and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about West Ham or something? I, I didn't feel the side of my head start to smoke, man. That's wow. Hell of a okay. out there. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway... Brad Smith with a very nice cut down the wing to Rui Diaz right on the spot. Um, Hanwala Buana also tapped in a cross from Nico Ladero. Tell me all your thoughts, son. I really have to be home. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess it's time for a break. Is no, that I, the music that's cutting in? <laughs> like, is that... I mean... Hanwala Dishwala. Come on, guys. No, you're oh. terrible 90s bands. I I, I try to forget which band Dishwalla is just because that's the worst band name I've ever heard. Um, anyway, the bad news for Seattle in this game, Jordan Morris subbed out with yet another injury. Hamstring this time because producer Nick can't have nice things. LAFC beat FC Dallas 2-0. Holy crap, this is great for FC or for LAFC. Uh can't wait for them to play FC Dallas again this weekend. Bodes well for them, right? Yeah, indeed. Um, my favorite part of this game, John Champion on Diego Rossi's second goal. You could have given that offside from the other side of the city when VAR very clearly, very clearly showed Adama Diamande onside and in front of Diego Rossi for the pass. Has John Champion just decided to like... You know, this is going to be his, like, independence year. Like, he just stares, sits in front of the mirror, and he's just like, you got to say what you feel this year, John. You got to say what you feel. No, he's he's, he's, he's going to make a heel turn any moment now. Yeah, he's, he's really just sassy. Bad guy guys, guys. John Champion is announcing in the retirement league now. Are you calling MLS retirement league? Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing. That's the joke. The okay. champion is a game. Okay, anyway. Um, let's move on. Uh, why don't we just talk about FC Dallas playing LAFC over the weekend? Because that game ended 1-1. And uh, I <laughs> guess your reaction is the same reaction all of us had. Um, specifically that I needed to scroll a long yeah. way down Jesus, on my man. phone. <laughs> well, I mean, the pause there was yeah, us scrolling. Yeah. The, the reaction on, I, was, I was referring to was, wait, didn't these guys just play? And was just like, yeah. Yes, they, 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 yes, they, they did. Um, they had some weird tactical switches in this game just to freshen things up. I mean, things get really mundane when you're doing the same thing twice in a weekend, you know? Like, you got to move people into different positions. and You're looking at me like I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about sex. It's a sex joke. Positions. People in positions. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess that uh, game, di- that joke didn't climax so much up for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm not even close to edging right now. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know which one did come through? Uh, Ryan Hollingshead playing as a winger and scoring in the 29th minute. That was nice. Would have been nicer uh, 40 minutes in, but okay, whatever. Um, Matt Hedges dog sewed Carlos Vela in the 49th, gets an immediate red. Tyler Miller in this game also dog sewed Jesus Ferreira, but that just only... sounds sexual now because you you yeah, prime the whole sexual yeah. thing by like it's making a that joke. It's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dog sewed is like, oh, I can't say that in front of my parents. It seems wrong. I am a why man the... of peculiar tastes. Why the fuck are you guys saying something is sexual when it relates to a dog? 
I didn't explain anything to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Tyler uh, Miller, horse colored, hold or held Jesus Ferreira. Should have been a dog so, and yet it was only given as a yellow. Uh, but Christian Ramirez did come through as a substitute in this game. Um, his shot in the 79th hit Bresson in the arm, and Vela just beat Gonzalez for the equalizing PK. Montreal and New England started off the weekend's games with a nil-nil draw. Bruce Arena not yet playing or not on the sideline for the Revs as their new coach. But uh, at least, hey, Pieri is back on for uh, Montreal, subbed in late. Yeah, um, it's a very good thing that he is back because Maxi Rudy has one goal and five assists in 1,000 minutes so far this year. The grass at Stadsapudo is still bad. RSL played Toronto. RSL getting the 3-0 win against uh, Toronto. Remember when they signed Demir Krylak as a defensive midfielder? Uh, yeah. I that happened that, once yeah. upon a time, and it turns out he's actually a striker. Um, <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Uh, but hey, speaking he of knew. strikes, though, Bofo Saucedo's goal from 25 yards out, dude just like runs parallel to the box for a second and turns around and just boom, cannonballs it into the net. Dude shot that like a Bofo. Yeah, right? It just sounds kind of profane when you say Bofo. It's just... Yeah, you didn't reward Stool for saying that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, Josie, Golzi always scores, didn't score this game, didn't really do much, apparently, when he came on. And um, Julio Pozuelo had himself sent off or setting yellow. Um, yeah. Committed a yeah. foul with the ball, not really in the vicinity, about five yards away, which is um, yeah. what we call a Calvo. Yeah, it's funny because it was Pozuelo that Calvo calvoed. You know, you no. know, a few weeks ago, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Pozuelo, what's he doing at a place like Toronto?" Well, that's now you see what yeah, he's doing that. at a place like Toronto. Guys, little hot headed. Speaking of Calvo, yeah, San Jose beat Chicago four one. Gosh, all so much good news in this game. For example. M- Wondolowski, who was not supposed to be in this game, by the way, as he revealed to Extra Time Radio later, um, managed to get the start after Danny Hosen picked up an injury in training and then scored four goals. Four goals. Man, if he only scored those against Belgium, that would be great. (laughs) No, it was great. We were watching the game at uh, Blackheart and everyone was cheering whenever he scored because for the most part, it was Talvo's fault. Yes, it it was. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, That first one, Francisco Calvo just stood at the top of the six-yard box, gave Wando six yards, and then wondered how in the hell Wando was so wide open and yet still onside. It turns out it's because Francisco Calvo is not very good at marking. Yeah, I, but he's totally a center back, you guys. I promise. And if you don't agree with me, you're not coming into the locker room. I said respect. Yeah. Yeah. Side note, I get to do press for the game tomorrow against Hertha, which I believe is directly related to me no longer being banned by Francisco Calvo from that locker room. Hey, good for you. Hashtag actual respect. Uh, David Usted. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Oopsted. no. Oh, no. Yeah, he... Um, well, at one point, Nico Cantor was like, Usted seems to be the only person in that team doing any defending, except on that one goal where he was completely is, in the wrong is Nico place. Nico Cantor here? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just it's any just, MLS well, commentator. Hey, no, you're back. Whoa, yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's that guy in uh, New England who's like, that guy over there, hey. That's Tommy Smith in 
No, no, Philadelphia, no. isn't it? No, no, I was, I was trying to do JFK. I was trying to do JFK. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah um, Ask not what your country can do for you. That's a ghost. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he stopped doing commentary in the NASL days. But Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, Kind of near the Cotton Bowl if you catch my drift. Oh, God. Awful, man. I know. I'm, I'm just up roll tonight. Um, the hat trick could have been a dog so fell, um, but instead Wando ran onto it for an easy shot. Jackson Ewell ran onto another really bad moment from David Usted, just badly parried save, uh, passed it through to an open box to Wando for the fourth. I, I yeah. think I think just generally Chicago's defense and goalkeeper did not cover themselves in the uh, Bastion's fine starter out for this game through suspension for yellow card accumulation. Could have something to do with it, but also Calvo at fault for the first goal, but for sure. And I think he lost the ball in the third goal and didn't track Jackson Newell to the rebound on the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, also, um Chris Wondolowski is a really good poacher and there's a reason that he's got the goal scoring record. Someone uh, we, we should probably give him some actual respect, despite that whole Belgium nonsense. Check, check, check Caleb's heart rate. What I'm saying, this just to kind of make sure that he's okay through this. If he, you know, needs an electric truck, just call the paramedics. But Chris Wondolowski is now the MLS all-time scoringest player. He has scored against every single MLS team other than FC Cincinnati. And yeah, he might actually be kind of good, especially getting all those goals with a team like San Jose. You know, it's actually a little bit elevated rather than stopped. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, we're good, we're good. All right, deep press, deep press, Caleb. Let's let's give Fernando Calvo the moment of silence he needs by going into (laughs) Fernando. (laughs) Don't call my name, Francis. (laughs) Um, Let's give Francisco Calvo the respect he deserves by taking a moment of silence by going into a break. Right now, we'll return with more. We call it soccer. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. We're talking about Major League Soccer. Philadelphia and Seattle get a nil-nil draw. And uh, let's just leave it at that, except maybe to say a word about Brandon Aronson. 18 years old, could have scored possibly seven times. But he did not. Yeah. Stefan Fry had a good game in this one. It was, frankly, a pulsating nil-nil draw, which is weird. Are you making sex jokes still? No. Pulsating? I mean, I don't believe you, Tallinn. Yeah, okay. I don't believe you. Uh, SKC and Vancouver played to a one-one draw. Um, question: I SKC. I I know that team exists on paper, but does it have any players? You know those players in uh, PES. Yeah, it's those players now. Oh, so they have like Christian Ronaldinho and Libel Messi. And rifle <laughs> mess. <laughs> Bad measler. Um, yeah. So yeah. apparently they, they signed short term injury replacements. That's a roster rule. I had totally forgotten that those even could be a thing. But I thought it was just goalkeepers, right? Um, it turns out if you have more or if you're down to like 
14 players on your roster, you can sign a short-term injury replacement. They uh, did that with one of their Swope Park Rangers players. I just want to point out, after Atlanta United finished a run of five victories, people were like, and I, 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 this is literally a quote from an article that got highly upvoted on RMLS on Reddit. Uh, Frank DeBoer is making Atlanta into a defensive juggernaut. Uh, what about two of those five teams that Atlanta United managed to beat are SKC, who have a dog and his, uh, you know, litter of puppies in their back line. And Vancouver, so who managed to play to a 1-1 draw. So, I mean, not exactly powerhouses that Atlanta United is con- conquering. Yeah, so. not not so much. Um, Christian Namath had a tap-in goal for the opener and then went studs up into the non-SKC Philippe in the 51st minute for a straight red card. I watched that video and was instantly selected to be in the Vienna Boys Choir because of the high note I hit watching that ankle goal. <laughs> kind of bendy <laughs> yeah it was yeah. painful yeah um even with Jean-Luc Abuzio on the way back into the team they will probably just have 15 players for their next game oops Vancouver managed to uh go down to 10 men thanks to an injury to Daniel Henry and uh, happened after the third sub and with two minutes left in stoppage time though Adnan this always makes me laugh because there's a Indian musician named Adnan, but anyway. I mean, uh, it's it, the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Indian musician Adnan passed to Der- Derek Cornelius, who was wide open on the penalty spot to vo- and volleyed home an equalizer for Vancouver. Too Their eighth goal from open SKC. play at this point? Yes, indeed. Oh, good for yeah. them. They're moving up in the world. Houston beat DC 2 1. Uh, NetSuite's challengers at Allianz. Houston with the win here. Uh, but maybe some. Bad news for Albert Elise. You don't want to see it happen. He's a very talented player. Um, head collision. And even if he wasn't playing in Minnesota next week, I wouldn't want to see him on a pitch with how nasty that was. Yeah. You want to concussion protocols to actually mean something in a sport that we watch week in and week out and hope he takes on a full recovery and comes back even better in two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, scoreless first half. Wayne Rooney completely unmarked at the far post. You don't want to do that. Scoring 25 seconds into the second half. Oh, hell, but, of a, hell of a team talk at halftime for the Houston coach. <laughs> but they do have one of the most impressive super sub attackers in MLS. Tommy McNamara. That's never yes, said that's the same right. sentence. No. That's not a real yes, thing. Yes, that's right, everyone. <laughs> Everyone's favorite middle school weed dealer, Tommy McNamara. <laughs> but he's not a middle school. He's definitely graduated high school. No, he's definitely dropped out of high school and just hangs around the middle school selling weed. Exactly. You all know this guy. Yeah. Um, also, uh, his crossfield pass started play up for an equalizer by Memo Rodriguez. And then 90 seconds later, uh, he crashed the far post on Adam Lundqvist's cross to make it 2 1. How is this guy still playing soccer? Like, he looks like Bobby Hill out there. And yet... <laughs> Dad! Watch him play soccer! Damn it, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> we should also mention that yesterday, Demarcus Beasley announced his retirement at the end of the year. Um, at, at the ripe old age of 87. Good for him. <laughs> like... That's a long career, you know. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure at this point we just have to disband MLS and all soccer in the United States because it's Demarcus Beasley's like immortal energy. Wait, he's a time lord. He's yeah. like, we reincarnate as new time. I don't know how Doctor Who works. 
Yeah. He's one of those people, though, that are like ageless or yeah, whatever. There we go. Yeah. Next, we talk about the game that was a subject of our sketch at the beginning of this episode, Orlando beating FC Cincinnati 5-1. Do you all remember last week after Orlando or after FC Cincinnati managed to beat Montreal? Everyone's like, oh, my God. Transformation. Uh, FC Cincinnati, all they needed to lose was Coach Cock. And now <laughs> they are doing so well. Now they're part of the Unsullied. Coach Dammit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Colin doesn't do that. Doesn't do that joke. Yeah, see, that, that's, I I'll even forego my usual uh, anime reference. Uh, thanks to that reference oh, that you yeah, just made. I think we just need one TV reference per per match. Um, and uh, yeah, so FC Cincinnati's transformation very short lived. It took probably about five minutes when Greg Garza got injured because, of course, he's Greg Garza. Um, the Derramatics did get a. Uh, Opener about 27 minutes in, something like that. Um, then after a hydration break, Orlando kind of reset. Teshoak and Dele got a the, shot. The, from- the, after the hydration break, the dam broke. Oh, there you go. There's the, there's the headline right there. <laughs> <laughs> Printed, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then everything else happened to FC Cincinnati. Kendall Waston suplexed Lamine Sane on a set piece. Nani scored. Off of a rebound when Spencer Ritchie got the initial save. Are you telling me that suplexion is not allowed in MLS? No. That's, no, it is not. But what, what if it's been pre-scripted? Like, is that okay? Um, That would have been like five sketches ago. Oh, okay. Oh, right, 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 sorry. Right, right. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so many set-piece or penalty goals in this game. Like, FC Cincinnati iron skillet. Deshaun Kandeli gets one, Nani gets two, Dwyer gets one, sadly. And, uh, hey, rumor time, Cincinnati about to announce a GM, apparently. Yeah, um, PEC Zvola, technical director, Gerard Nykamp, um, as the GM, possibly as teased by Matt Doyle. Uh, Philip Koku, the uh, former Barcelona, PSV, Ajax, Netherlands midfielder, and uh, recent manager of PSV and Fenerbahce as well. What was his last name? Kaku. That's close enough. Wait, wait, this is just the <laughs> team with the coaches that can have a bunch of uh, fun names, huh? It's a very phallic yeah. area. Since I, I've I actually mean, watched Philip Goku play um, back when he was still a player. So it's it's kind of neat to see some of these guys who are legends when I was starting to watch soccer now turn into... I'm pretty, pretty sure I played with Philip Goku in France 98, the video game. I would assume so. Yeah. so Because that Netherlands team in FIFA 98, beastly. Can, can I I hope our second manager is also this good. Anyway, but who knows? He might be a total <laughs> second <trash>. manager. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's that's never leaving. Cute. Uh, New York Red Bulls played Atlanta. Finally, a team that knows how to do it. Beat them 1-0. Good stuff, Red Bulls. Doing so with 10 men because Tim Parker dragged down Joseph Martinez. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. It, it was it was the right call, despite how soft it was. Yeah, it definitely was last man back. Luckily for Red Bulls, it wasn't in the box, so no penalty for uh, for Atlanta there. But Tom Barlow, New York Red Bull man, scores his first MLS goal on a kind of dribbling header that Brad Duzan probably should have gotten to. <sighs> I did. I it was so slow, you couldn't believe that it got past him. It was so slow, but at the same time, there's he had no business actually being able to get that Heather. Like that's how far behind him that ball was. So being able to like get anything on it 
Uh, Power to him. I want to... Colin, you wrote this, but I want to read it because it makes me feel good in good places. Um, Atlanta, the team with the greatest single-season goal scorer in league history, (laughs) and the reigning Copa Libertadores Player of the Year. Remember, this is this is Atlanta. They managed to get Tim Parker sent off. Were a man up for fifty-five minutes, had sixty-seven percent possession. Damn it, Atlanta wouldn't have killed you to get 2% more. Anyway. Jesus, um, Notch, put your pants on. And Put your pants on. Still, despite all of these things, that team got two shots on target. This entire game. Two. Defensive juggernaut under Frank DeBoer. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they only let in one goal in the game. That That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's saying that's something. Good. That's still defensively. Get out. Uh, LA Galaxy. Played Colorado, managed to lose one nil to the Rapids. Hey guys, we gotta do this again. Uh, our Colorado good. No, bring it out of retirement. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yes. This question is still stupid. Yes, no, it's they're so not. wrong. <laughs> I just booked my tickets, by the way, last week to make it to Denver for this for when we play them. Uh, oh, hopefully, I'm lose, sorry. At least um, one away yeah. game. Hey. Asshole, I want one away game where we actually managed to get something, and I'm hoping it's yeah, that one. Yeah, you know, that was supposed to be New England, wasn't it, Notch? Uh, wasn't s- it? Speaking of uh, choke slams and uh, wrestling moves, um, this is Zlatan's first game of, of his two game suspension for choking Sean Johnson. I uh, didn't know they had it in them. Yeah, they I, actually I'm kudos to MLS. Yeah, so. Um, and yeah, so how'd that happen, huh? Um, just shockingly bad finishing on both sides for about eighty minutes, and then Andre Shinishiki just kind of barreling in, getting a goal on a counter where David Bingham parried Kai Kamara's shot directly into his path. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam Nicholson, uh, R.I.P. in peace, managed to get a chip over Dave Bingham that was saved off the line. By Giancarlo Gonzalez. So everybody regret his move. Hey, let's move on now to a segment that we call Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues with our Lo-Fi Hits. U.S. Open Cup Madness, Florida Soccer Soldiers Rampage. They beat the Charlotte Independence on penalties after a regular time. The game ended 2-2. Soccer soldiers win 5-4 on pens. Hassan and Dom. Mm, damn. He broke Bobby Warshaw's brain with the worst back pass I have ever seen. Yeah. Like, Bobby Warshaw just melting into hysterics the entire extra time when they're up 2-1. Up a man. Just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why aren't you controlling the ball? And then Hassan and Dom does that. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. You you remember how we were saying um, a few episodes ago, Hartford Athletics, so sad. They've never won a game in all season. Oh, I mean, they might end the entire season without a win. So sad for them. You know, like, it really we really wish they were doing better. Well, 
They won. Uh, Guess who they beat? (laughs) New York Cosmos (laughs) 2-1. Oh, first competitive victory in team history. I guess if you're going to beat, if you're going to win your first game in history, better do it against the biggest team in America. Uh, Fuck the Cosmos. The El Paso locomotive get, got derailed uh, playing forward Madison, who won 3-0. Ford Madison getting $25,000 for being the team that goes up. The only team that from their level that goes up to the next round. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jiro Tayama with the opening goal. Uh, very nice pass from Paulo Jr. there. He also assisted on Christian Diaz the second. Jeff Michaud with his third, or with the third later on into... <laughs> The second half. And Josie Nunez at one point Rabona nutmegged an El Paso defender just rest for funsies. Rest in peace, that defender. He died right there. Yeah. yeah. His body was um, still standing, but his soul was never yeah. the same. So uh, the next game was played between Orange County SC and Orange County FC. Oh, yeah, dude. Got Orange County SC versus Orange County FC. It was like totally sick, bro. Yeah. It was like it was totally gnarly and like tight. Tight game. Tight game. Tight. Tied, tied one. Tied, tied two, two. And like Orange County SC was like, we're not having a great time in penalties. Yo, we lost five, three. Whoa. I'm straight up not having a good time. <laughs> Um, (laughs) pretty sure in this game both players could just play for either team at any point that they wanted yeah Um, do you want to switch jerseys now it's the 20th minute yeah I mean I will will say this about this game though I am really upset as the host of We Call It Soccer that the football club beat the soccer club. Uh, it should also That's be mentioned bullshit, man. the soccer club is the USL side. The NPSL side is the football club. Yup. Which which part of USL does uh, the soccer club play in? Which league? Um, what? the championship, I think. <laughs> but the championship is a game. No, it's not. <laughs> the championship is where Orange County SC loses. Um, so there are some third round matches coming up. We could give you a list, but um, Florida Soccer Soldiers playing North Carolina FC. That's the only one that you should care about that isn't forward Madison. Right. Um, real quick look at the USL table at the moment. You are looking at Tampa Bay Rowdies at the top of the Eastern Conference uh, with 23 points. However, the Red Bulls reserves are in second with a game in hand and 20 points, so they could easily with a win. Hi, the Rowdies, Western Conference, New Mexico United with that cool logo. And, yeah, Wolf. And uh, 12 games played at 21 points. However, Timbers 2 climbing the tree with 18 points and two games in hand. Um, should mention for producer Nick Sounders, FC2 in the last place uh, of the Western. Oh, my defiance. <laughs> they're not very defiant because they're you know, losing yeah. all their games. Yeah, there. they're, they're a little Nick. bit uh, compliant with allowing goals, aren't they? Yeah. Also, Hartford Athletic apparently got another win according to this table that I'm I'm reading here. So yep, they got another win. Maybe on the Lon- Lo- London, 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 London losing far away town. <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, whatever. Okay. Uh, All right. We should start covering the CPL maybe at some point. No, let's not. What do you guys think? CPL? No. Uh, yes, I mean, not maybe. this week because it's not in the notes. Yeah. But maybe in the future, have a <laughs> maple themed championship. But the championship is a game. Thanks for no. pausing yeah. so that we could let producer yeah, yeah. Nick say his piece. The championship in this case is a bottle of maple syrup. Okay. That right. I will drink as um, we... Next week on Colin Ditt's Diabetes. Mm. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of objects uh, in soccer, by the way, I want to give Caleb a shout out for um, 
taking the Taconite that came from uh, the Iron Range and is placed in the player title and making probably the greatest joke I've ever seen on Twitter. Oh, just just delete Twitter at this point because only yeah. like you know white y'all supremacists. Are, yeah, y'all are done. Yeah, and, and everything that needs to be said is done after Caleb made the Taconite reference that he did. So go find that on his Twitter feed at Kaleson716. Yep. Plugs are later, man. Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, let's move into a segment that we call Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the U.S. national teams as the women go into a World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. So, apparently, because I strike through the U.S. youth team's notes last week as we were going really long. This week, we have to talk about them in another episode that's going really long. Yeah, get used to it. Uh, the U-17s lost 2-1 in extra time to Mexico in the CONCACAF U-17 championship, but they still make the World Cup. Wait, wait, wait. In what, what tournament? The CONCACAF U-17 championship. But the championship is a game. Okay, I think we're <laughs> finally done with that drop notch. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> It's also not a drop. He's saying it right in front of you. <laughs> uh, just say championship anytime and I'll just, you know, it's it's all good. It's a good thing producer Nick hasn't put other like little buttons on him. For yeah, me imagine to... if we added more to the soundboard, what would happen to this podcast? It'd we be... found out last week. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. You're right. <laughs> U-17s went undefeated in the group stage. They beat Guadalupe, Panama, and Canada en route to the final, uh, but then lost to mexico unfortunately oh no we should also mention that the 40-man preliminary roster for the gold cup is here christian ramirez of minute oh yeah that's right lafc is featured you know who isn't miguel abara which is really dumb yeah because joseph giao is on there still a person and i don't know if he's played in the past couple years because he's had so many knee injuries. You know, he actually has had a decent season in the second Bundesliga. Ah, uh, yeah, second Bundesliga, which is definitely better than MLS, apparently, toward the Red, Red Bear Halter. Old statement by the Hey, National I mean, Jovan Jones wasn't able to get minutes in the second Bundesliga and had to come crying back to Seattle. A Seattle, though, they're terrible. I <laughs> uh, should mention that uh, <laughs> Mr. Christian Pulisic is also included in this roster. Probably the highest profile foreign player in the in the lineup. Um, yeah. So yeah. He, not, he's Christian Pulisic. That's a of course he's take. the highest profile foreign player. He just moved to Chelsea for like seventy mil. Yeah. All right. So, um, any other notes from that forty man preliminary roster that you'll want to preliminarily add? Uh, Tyler Adams and Josh Sargent were also um, in the lineup rather than making the USC twenty side which they will be starting up the World Cup in Poland on Friday. Oops. Let's have a window segment we call They Call It Football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom, where they played the FA Cup final. And what an FA Cup final it was. One for the history books. Uh, back and forth and never in. No one to go, to go either way. Uh, fuck it, man. Man City so, won. So why don't we yeah, ask you? Here. Let me the only thing that's good about this game is that the Wolves are now in the Euro League. That's uh, awesome. Let me ask this question. Um, do you count uh, the Community uh, Shield towards the, like, triple? 
or the quadruple or whatever. Um, no, they call themselves the formidables. So they should call themselves a bunch of assholes, which they call them. Sorry, for Joe. This is true. You broke producer Nick. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, that's really what we try to do here: is make him laugh while he's yeah. looking at things on his iPad. But um, yeah. Chelsea are in the United States for a meaningless friendly against New England Revolution before the Europa League final, and they make Mauricio Sarri very angry. Angry enough to throw a jacket on the ground because Ruben Loftus Cheek ruptured his Achilles oh, on the oh sod that was overlaid over the Gillette Stadium. What? That's why you don't do that. Yeah. Why would you keep this friendly up? Like, I know that it was supposed to be a huge fundraiser for anti-Semitism charities. Are you fucking charities stupid? Charities fighting anti-Semitism. We should point out those charities are fighting <laughs> anti-Semitism, not funding it. We should point that out. <laughs> Not to be looked like what's this, happening. This is no, my no, favorite is. thing from college, by the way, where people would be like, "Are you going to the bullying seminar?" No, I'm going to the bullying prevention seminar. No, I know how to bully. I played bully on PS2. It's like I know how to do it. God, you know, that's a throwback. Yeah, that dude, that throwback actually game. was my college years. That came out while I was in college. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's bad for Chelsea going to Baku. Um, they're gonna have to look Baku on this friendly with anger. <laughs> I'm trying to find time find the Black Panther joke in here, but yeah, nothing. Uh, uh. Promotion playoffs. Aston Villa play Derby in the championship playoffs. But the championship is a game. It's yes, both. it is. Norwich City and Sheffield United already promote or promote into the Premier League. Uh, relegated teams: Rotherham, Bolton, and Ipswich. Uh, the League One Championship. Don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you this time. Charlton versus Sunderland on Sunday. Um, hopefully, for everyone that watched Sunderland till I die, you will get closure in this game. Or uh, they lose and we get a better TV show. Oh, that would be oh, even that'd be crazy. Better. Uh, League Two. Newport County versus Tranmere. What up? I went to a Newport County game. They're my favorite team all over. I've been a fan since I was a child and went to their game when I was 28. So, actually, I think I was 30. But Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know you in your 20s. Anyway, um, also promoted into League 2 next year, uh, Salford City, the team that is owned by a bunch of members of the Manchester United awesome. class of 92. So I, I hope Newport County win this just because, you know, Rodney Parade is a great stadium name. And, and there's a nice great FA Cup run this year. Yeah. It's just... fun to see them have such success. They, uh, they've been pre- on some pretty poor financial times as well. So this would be awesome if they did yeah. have success. They've got a cool, cool story of like being dissolved and coming back and having to play like far away out of town. That's what they call the exile. So look up Newport County FC. If you're looking for a team to take through career more than FIFA... They're a good choice. All right, let's uh, now go into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, as always, Bundesliga for the last time until the new season. On the final day, remember how we were all saying, Eintracht Frankfurt, you're our only hope. I hope they go to Ber- to uh, Munich and manage to really get I a mean, big win. Um, um, ever since I started, like cheering for them like oh yeah they're my team they've been terrible and i am sorry 
Yeah, five I one. Apologize. Five one. The score. Munich putting five goals past uh, Frankfurt. Bad. Yeah, oh. I mean Dortmund did their half of the job by beating Borussia Mönchengladbach. Tips Fedora two nil on the road, but not enough. Bayern win the title. Boo, boo, boo! So, these men. Um, should give a word to um, Wolfberg. Who came up against uh, Augsburg and left with a eight-one win? Uh, this is important because um, to get into the Europa League, they had to overcome a five-goal goal difference deficit. I mean, granted, like Eintracht ended up with fewer points, but. Yeah, if they had tied Bayern, it yeah. would have been up to goal differential. Exactly. Um, also point out that friend of the pod, Shane Hodgson, his VFBA Stuttgart will be in the relegation playoff with the third place team in the in the second Bundesliga, who I don't know. Union but. Berlin, Union Berlin and VFB Stuttgart go against each other. Should be uh, nerve wracking. Yeah, 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 yeah. La Liga had their final day. Ibar managed to tie Barcelona two two. Gasp. Shock, horror, oh no, that changes everything. No, it didn't. Um, a 102-second brace for Lionel Messi gave him 50 goals in all competitions for the season. It also helped Barca to I'm finish. just seeing, by the way, with that record, I'm seeing Messi on stage as that like Indian kid with all the confetti going down and he's just not reacting after winning a spelling bee. You know, that GIF, famous GIF. Like, that's how yep. I, Messi looked. I yep, think. yep. Uh, Barca finished 19 points ahead of Real Madrid which is a record lead for them in a La Liga season. Zidane finished infinity squad places below managing to get into Zidane's starting lineup. Zidane has made it clear Bale is not in his plan. Bale is lots of like probably fake quotes from Bale uh, being pushed in the Spanish media. Things like, if they don't want me, I don't care. I'm going to play golf and they better pay me. Um, probably not real, but again, he's on 17 how, million how a year. How soon they forget is two goals in the Champions League final last year. Yeah. Win it for them. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if he's making as much money, you think, I mean, he's won a Champions League. He could just take it easy and oh, yeah. be done with his career. Just come to MLS, yeah. you know, next year. Like, God, seriously. Yeah, I mean, somebody, I mean, like, wait you know, for we, we just saw, Miami. Uh, but, yeah. We just saw Romario. Or we need a left winner <laughs> to be helpful. Yeah, because he was being paid too much. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Darth to take a pay cut. Isn't that much money? We have a great golf course nearby. Yeah, Hazeltine's fantastic. Yeah. So this week, Antonio Griezmann um, announced that he's leaving Atletico Madrid at the end of the season. Apparently, Atletico Madrid rushing the announcement because Griezmann was going to do another documentary. <laughs> to <laughs> no, please stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Please stop uh, doing that. Levante did tie Atletico 2-2, Rayo Valladolid, and Valencia ending 2-0 to Valencia. Valencia making the fourth spot in the Champions League. In the Portuguese Premier Division, something happened that made their inclusion in these notes important. Uh, Benfica won <laughs> 4-1 over Santa Clara, uh, guaranteeing the uh, win in the league. Benfica scored 103 goals in 34 games in the league this year. The three relegated teams scored 94 combined. We should spare a word for um, Iker Casillas, who plays for Portuguese club Porto. Um, Famous former Real Madrid player, famous World Cup winner with Spain. 
uh, goalkeeper who had a heart attack a couple of weeks ago today. Uh, it's been announced that his wife has is fighting ovarian cancer. Very sad news for that family um, in the span of just a few weeks. So uh, wish both of them all the best in their health struggles and future decisions. Um, re- really tragic stuff for someone who, I, I mean, I... Luck I out. was I was very young child when Iker Casillas started playing soccer. So through the whole time that I've been a soccer fan, he has been a constant and probably for a good part of that, the world's best goalkeeper. So uh, tragic to see someone like that battling something like this. Okay, uh, let's move on to a segment that we call Confessions. Where Colin confesses all he knows and you should forget. All right, so I I do wish I had something to lighten the mood, um, but instead I don't even have anything conspiratorial this week. I just have some really frustrating Arsenal discussions uh, regarding Henrik Mkhitaryan, um, the Armenian midfielder will not be traveling to the Europa League final in Baku, Azerbaijan, um, due to the ongoing tensions between his home country and the host country. Uh, Specifically, Azerbaijan does not have uh, diplomatic relations with Armenia at this point. Um, There's been an ongoing border dispute um, that's gotten quite ugly in the last three, four years. Um, as part of that, um, it's fairly common among um, Azerbaijani government officials uh, to say downright insightful things against Armenians. Um, because of that, Mikatarian refused to go with Arsenal uh, for their group stage game against FK Karabag that plays in Baku. Um, he fears for his safety if he goes into the country. And as a result, um, they announced today that he would not be in the roster, uh, despite being a mainstay for the team in Europa competition. This was eminently preventable. Everyone that has been complaining about Baku hosting the Europa League final, hosting games in the Euro 2020 tournament. Most of them are complaining about the fact that Azerbaijan is far away from um, most of Europe. Any country that refuses to allow member nations to move freely in and out of the country, that should automatically be a reason not to allow them to host these games. Just period. The fact that UEFA decided to overlook that, even if there was a remote possibility that somebody from Armenia would possibly be in this game, it's unacceptable for them to not have better standards in deciding who it is that hosts these matches. So it's it's a shame to see UEFA do very little to actually guarantee Mkhitaryan's safety within Azerbaijan, it's equally sad to know that they just did not consider this at all 
in their decision to give Azerbaijan one of the showpieces of European soccer. Um, yeah, there's just really complicated things happening um, when it comes to the relationship between Armenia and Azerbaijan uh, in, in a way that I think I, I know where you're coming from. I just struggle to think sometimes that if we refuse to play sports in places where conflicts exist and that there are that then you're restricted to a small group of countries that are very rich and I I know where you're coming from. Yeah. It's a very complicated topic and like think about it this way like what if India was hosting something or Pakistan was hosting something that was an Indian player on it. You know like it's there's a lot of lot to unpack there. Yeah. But um I I respect and, your point. And I will say this, I am a huge believer in sports being one of the sorts of institutions that drives change within international relations. I want that to be the case, but when it's clear that it's not going to be, that's when those decisions to say, you know what, we're not going to endorse this. We need to make sure that some sort of pacification can happen between these countries before we say, go for it. You know, yeah. These events should be the carrot at the end of the stick for countries that are in conflict with one another. Right. If you can't assure the safety, then maybe get it taken away. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, on that note, we should tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at Olson 716 I'm at the attachments. Um, just coverage notes. I'll be uh, covering the Minnesota United Hertha Berlin game tomorrow. And I'm also ramping up my NPSL coverage for E Pluribus Lunum. You can find me at TW United Fans. You can find me at Lockstock Spock. Find all of us at TW United Fans. It's true. Um, slip back into my old uh, script here for a second. And um, you can find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. Please tell your friends to subscribe. We call it Soccer is edited by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez. And with that, we would do for another seven days. See you next week. Yeah.